from Kurtco Media. This week on Life Done Better. And if you look at the people who do well with social media or TikTok, any of the portions, it's those people that they just feel raw and natural at it. And maybe they're not doing these grand dances and these big funny things, but they're just kind of on there being them and doing their thing and teaching what they know. And we gravitate towards that raw realness. Welcome to Life Done Better. I'm your host, Jill DeJong. Instagram has topped well over a billion monthly users. Even if your content is of great quality and valuable to others, it may not be seen by many. And that can be frustrating as you're putting a lot of time and energy into creating content. But don't get discouraged. You can learn to increase your reach, following, engagement, and sales. If you're on Instagram and you play the game, then you must know the rules. That's why I invited Geneva Davidson on the show. She's a virtual assistant who helps clients manage their social media, web design, email marketing, pretty much all the things that can make you feel overwhelmed and distracted from your everyday business and content creation. Geneva, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's so nice to connect with you. You are actually in San Diego right now. You live on a sailboat with your husband, your daughter, and a puppy. Yes, yes. So tell me a little bit about social media strategies. Let's let's dive into the game of Instagram. Yeah. So there's actually some really cool things that even came out this week for the algorithm that I'm super excited about. So one of the things is, for example, with IGTVs, you will now automatically get the closed captioning. So you don't have to go in and add those anymore, which is super helpful because we all know sometimes we're not in a place we can play the IGTVs or the videos and things like that. So that's really cool that Instagram is adding that feature where all our videos will automatically have that closed captioning. It's a really smart feature because so many of us do not have the sound on. It's so too distracting, right, to have the sound on on their phones when we scroll through social media. So now the message that you're sending, if you are doing a video that is longer, that people obviously need to t- turn the audio on, they can now read it and then decide if they want to turn their sound on and watch it. So that's great. Exactly. Yeah. Instagram is really upping their game with the shop features. So you might have noticed that like the shopping bag on some where they link products, business accounts typically, and they'll link it to a store. Maybe it's like an Etsy store or like a clothing Mm -hmm. store and it links to a product. Well, now they've upped the game where you can start linking your digital products too. So maybe you don't have the 10,000 followers yet and you hate that you can't do the swipe up feature, you know, and linking it directly to your product. Well, now if you're posting something about it in feed, you can link your online course or your online membership or whatever you do, you can link that digital product now using that little shopping cart emblem and kind of like in the corner when you tag someone and it has that little tag emblem when you can click on it and see who's tagged, it'll have that little shopping emblem. You'll click on it and it will show what products that are digital products are linked. So now some of our businesses and entrepreneurs who weren't really using that feature as much, they can link their digital products right in time for Black Friday and for all of that. And so it's a really cool time this is coming out and it will directly link to like your Kajabi or your Thinkific or your whatever platform you're using or Patreon even, it will link to that and take them there and close the cart and you'll have your sale directly from your Instagram post. So this is really cool, a really big deal too. 
Absolutely, because it felt it feels like a more advanced technology. It feels like it wasn't for everyone, but now it seems so easily available. Yeah, and there's so many digital products now. And I think this is just a great, easy tool, especially, like I said, if your account is under that 10,000, a lot of people get bummed that your stories don't have that swipe up feature, but now you have a way to link directly to the product. It's very interesting that Instagram has become such a powerful tool. There is the fact that there's so many of us out there, one billion users monthly. So we need to stand out. We need to differentiate. We need to catch someone's attention within seconds because we're scrolling fast these days. So it starts pretty much with the bio, right? That's the invitation. Let's talk a bit about like the do's and don'ts on Instagram bios. Yeah. So one thing is the name and the title, kind of that bold piece you see where it'll be like your name. And then, you know, mine says Geneva virtual assistant, that kind of idea. That is important to have that name there and your title as that's something that's going to be searchable in Instagram. So if someone's looking for a virtual assistant, but I've put some fancy term like business unicorn or like some crazy. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. You see that, you know, we can try to be creative, right? Yeah. Which is cool and it's great, but also that bold part is the searchable part that kind of like when you Google search, you know, but when people are searching on Instagram for a virtual assistant or whatever your industry is, we want that to hit right on the head what we are because that is the searchable bit. If you want something a little more fun, that's okay. You got to remember you have a limit and we'll get to what you can put in that actual, you know, bio portion. But you want to save that name and title to hit on the head right away what you want people to be able to search. You know, if they meet me and they know my name, they can search Geneva, they can find me right away and that kind of idea. So that's one key thing right out the gate. The next part is with your description and your bio, you want this to directly say what you do and how you help people. It is fun and easy to say these long goals and these fancy things. But we have a limited set of characters and we want to use those to the best possible potential. And we want to make sure we're saying exactly how we can help you, why you should pay attention to us, why you should follow and keep looking at our content so that maybe you save it and then in the future you're a paying client or maybe, you know, right away you found what you're looking for. So kind of coming in with a sentence that is, I help people, you know, directly, kind of a direct statement that will say right out the gate what you do and who you are. What they call, used to call elevator pitch. Now it's an Instagram bio sentence. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's okay to use emojis. Like mine has some emojis that hit with my brand. I don't use a ton. They're kind of more like an accent to give more personality. And I just know that they're taking up valuable characters because you only have those 150, it's almost like Twitter kind of thing. The next portion I like to always have is some sort of call to action, whether that's like DM me for details or having your email in there or having your link that's directly going to your website or your freebie or a link tree that has different things, but always having something, some next step that they can do to continue to connect with you. Yeah, to learn more, to connect, to look into your, the service that you're offering. Wonderful. So these are the most important things. And then there is the, the choice nowadays. Are we creating a post, Instagram story, Instagram reel? I mean, it, it's a lot that we can offer. And so how do we decide what to do and when? So 
Something that a friend of mine, she's also in the virtual assistant world, she's Peterson virtual assistant. She has these five categories she talks about that I've kind of used as well. I just think that they are great. And she talks about having education, inspiration, entertainment, connection, sales. And those five categories are really helpful then in thinking, okay, when am I using stories versus reels and what am I doing in my posts? So I think that those really help to plan your, your posts, but to also think about what kind of content you're sharing. I love stories because it does show a little bit more of that connection side of you and who you are and what you're doing. And what I find unfortunate is that things that I see on Instagram story that I would want to save, I cannot save, right? Or is there a way to save someone's content? Like, because it is gone after 24 hours. Yeah, you could screenshot the content, but really, yeah, those stories are kind of gone. That's, I mean, that's the beauty of the highlight feature if they save it to a highlight, but you can't really control if they do that. The other thing is that's where reels get really cool because the reels can be put in the story put in the feed and saved to your actual real tab. So then that's a way that that content or that training of different ideas or things you want to save can be more savable. That is one benefit of tapping into those reels as well as the benefit of the Instagram algorithm is rewarding reels and the use of that new tool as it's a new thing for them. So they really like when you're putting content in there too. Yeah. So that's interesting. You're saying you're getting kind of rewarded because the the reels will show up more in the searches or in the highlighted section of, of Instagram. And Instagram reel is a response to TikTok, right? Yes, for sure. It's definitely a response to TikTok. Funny thing is the, the whole TikTok app situation, in my mind, it was for children that learn how to dance and sing along with songs and kind of, you know, have this urge to perform and this, it's fun. It's, it was cute. And then I felt like, wait, now we have to do this? Like now we got to like <laughs> kind of perform a circus act, you know, to get some attention. And so I first cringed. I'm like, no, please don't tell us this is what, what we got to do. I think the authenticity of staying connected to your message and how to convey it is really important because I do think that people can sense if it's authentic or not. Do you agree? Oh, I totally think so. I mean, we're smart. We have been around in the digital age for long enough. We can read when someone is trying to do the, the thing that they've heard that they should do, or if it's really truly them. And if you look at the people who do well with social media or TikTok, any of the portions, it's those people that they just feel raw and natural at it. And maybe they're not doing these grand dances and these big funny things, but they're just kind of on there being them and doing their thing and teaching what they know. And we can kind of take a breath of fresh air when we find someone who does that in whatever way it is, because we know we're smart. We're humans that are, we know how to read each other. And there is that psychological side to Instagram too, where it is still social and we do have social cues and things like that. And so I think you're hundred percent right that we can pick up on that and we gravitate towards that raw realness that shows. And that comes through when when we're in our thing and we're just lighting up, this is where we're supposed to be. That authenticity will show. Yeah. And, and it's easy to get lost. I mean, I, you know, I've done Instagram for many years now and I feel like I need a new strategy. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back.
On Medicine, We're Still Practicing, join Dr. Stephen Tabak and Bill Curtis for real conversations with the medical professionals who have their finger on the pulse of healthcare in the modern world. Available on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Produced by Kurt Co. Media. And we're back with the social media strategist, Geneva Davidson. So how would you go about starting up a new strategy, let's say, for the new year, 2021? I love this question. Well, the first thing I love to tell people is it's kind of like starting working out again. If you decide I'm going to run seven days a week, you're probably going to feel like you set yourself up for failure a little bit or you're going to work whatever you're going to do. You want to kind of start slow, you know, and you want to say, okay, my goal is three days a week or whatever it is. So just keep that in mind as we're talking about strategy. Maybe grab one thing, and then after you've kind of gotten in the flow of one thing, then add on another thing. And you have a big picture strategy, but something someone taught me was a phrase of little by little. You know, it's okay to have these big goals and this big strategy, but take it a piece at a time, like we do with working out or things like that, and build up. So that's kind of something I like to front load before I say things, because I know social media can feel overwhelming, and then it just shuts people down. So there's kind of three key things that I suggest with strategy. The first thing is data or analytics. Come up with some sort of tracking system. So from all of my clients and even myself, I have a Google Sheet and I'm tracking things like the topic of that day's post, my impressions, the reach, what hashtags did well, how many people saved it. Saves are such a big clue to me of something that was valuable content. You know, likes and comments, of course. And then something else I track for my clients, how many likes or comments we gave to others that day as well. And then like follows on follows and then your general demographics. There's three demographics I like. Those are, you know, your age, your gender that you mostly have of your followers Mm -hmm. and time of day. And I'll tell you a little bit about why time of day is important. And that is because in the algorithm, they're going to put into these viewers' feeds things that may have been posted more recently. No, the algorithm doesn't make it, you know, an order and time order anymore. You know, that changed a few years ago. But timeliness is definitely something they keep in mind. So if I'm looking at my business analytics, you know, where it says insights on Instagram. So all these are right inside Instagram if you have a business account. If I look in there, it will say time of day that my most of my followers are active. So if I'm looking in that range and I see it's 9 to 11 a.m., but I'm posting at 2 p.m., you know that's not going to set me up for success with my posts or for my clients' posts and things like that. So that's why tracking that data is important. So you can see things like that and know exactly what will make you more successful or what kinds of posts were doing well or how many comments and likes or engagement did I give that day? And could that be a reason why it's not doing very well? So that's kind of one feature is setting up a system to track data. And that is simple. Like you can just make a Google sheet for yourself and then pull those straight from Instagram. So if that's your step one, Awesome. Now you're tracking data, you're looking, you're learning. The next thing is followers. Maybe, you know, for you, this is something that stresses you out if you're hearing this. And I'm not talking about just your number of followers, but something that Instagram is moving into as well is they're analyzing who has a lot of bot followers and there are ways that they look at how they see this. And, you know, they're, they're reviewing these accounts and they're seeing a lot of times and making you verify who you are to make sure you are a true account. 
So if you go in there and you have a ton of bots, maybe you bought the bots a few years ago before we knew they weren't that great for us. That's okay. Don't feel like you ruined your whole account. Or maybe, you know, you just have a lot of these random accounts that don't really seem real. And you can tell they're not really real because they usually have like zero followers or they've only posted on one day and they have nine posts and none of them have comments and they're kind of strange or the same photo over and over again. Mm -hmm. You can really see if you look. So looking at your followers, making sure you're blocking and removing any of those bot type of accounts. One, so that Instagram, you know, sees that your account is full of true people and true people who are following and engaged and excited about your content. But take Instagram aside and the algorithm and all that, you know, if you're creating this content and you're posting and you're putting your stuff out into the world, you want to know you're speaking to a clear, true audience and that it is not just being wasted by people that aren't actually real. And a lot of times people will see a dip in the followers, of course, when they're being deleted and removed of the bots, but they see that increase in engagement because now they're speaking to true people who chose to follow them and are choosing to show up. So a lot of times they will see another increase coming of engagement, which is awesome. Then we start to see what is exactly going on. Who are we really talking to? Who is our real audience? What do they really want to learn from us? And now your strategy on what content to post can be a lot more clear for you. So that's something else that I even track in that data sheet. How many new followers did we get? But how many bots did we remove? You know, any data on that that I want to keep track of to help keep those followers true, real people that are interested in who you are or what you sell or what you do. Yeah, so that's that's super interesting because that's also one thing I talked to you about. How do you go about removing all those bots? And I have close to 40,000 followers. If you have to go through every single one of them, it's going to be super time consuming. Yeah, that's the way you do it. I mean, a lot of people hire me to do that for them because it is time consuming and you're clicking on each account, you're looking, you're viewing because you don't want to accidentally remove a bunch of people that are true followers. You know, you want to mm-hmm. keep that number at what it really is. You're pretty much cutting umbilical cords, like all these yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> like ties that do not serve you. You're like, mm, no. Yep, exactly, exactly. <laughs> So the content that we're creating is actually only seen by how much, what was the percentage you were telling me, like all the followers that actually get to see your content? So we were saying before when we spoke that the data shows on average about 50% of these bigger accounts end up being bots. Now that could be plus or minus, you know, of course, but the average is about 50%. So we even talked a little bit about like Taylor Swift's account, you know, you look that up. They talk about how a lot of those accounts, and she's got some of the most followers, are bots and fake. So it happens to everyone. So don't feel like you failed or you messed up if you have all these fake accounts. We can make sure that we have a clear, true audience when we fine-tune our followers, reviewing them every day. Then we can engage with our community even better because then you can start to, if you want to follow them back or comment on their stories or they comment on your stories and now you know who you're talking to and what they like and who they are and you have that sense of community and bringing back that authenticity and like we talked about before that it really is those social cues, that social aspect, you're kind of bringing that back 
instead of just having this big number, you're having a true audience. Yeah, it, it makes it so much more fun when you actually have real connection, when you're actually getting feedback from the people that really appreciate what you do, and what you put out there, feeds you with good energy to continue going. Because if you don't get the feedback that you like, or wish or hope for, or do you feel like you deserve, then you may say, you know what, it's not worth my time. And that's why we're also talking about the rules of Instagram, because when you learn and have new information, the game may be easier to play, right? And it's all about finding better ways. And so when I think about a social media strategy for myself, I'm like, you know, what? it would be really good if I do the inspirational post on Monday or a motivational post on Wednesday, or, you know, if it's a workout video. And then if there is something that I want to sell, then what day would that be? Or is, so do you think it's smart to do a Monday motivation or a Tuesday inspiration, Wednesday educational kind of structure it in a way that you know what you're posting that day and also that your audience can learn what they can expect on that day from you? Yeah, this can be a great thing to have those set days because like you said, you know, you have a plan, you know what you're doing, which anytime we have a plan, we tend to be more successful as we know it from many areas in our life. And yeah, your audience can start to look forward to that. If they know Mindset Mondays is coming, they're like, oh, I can start Monday morning. What did she post this week? Oh, there's my encouragement to get me going for the week. All right, I got, you know, so people can start to look for it and then they start to like it or save it. And we know that the algorithm and things like that rewards likability. So if they liked it or they engaged it and they, they'll continue to kind of show them those same things, which means if you're having this set routine of every Monday I post this or every Wednesday I have a special workout, that algorithm is going to pick up on it and start putting that in their feed for you in their face because they know that last time you did it, they liked it. And so it kind of continues to cycle. So having that can definitely be helpful. And if you, you know, you don't want to post it that specific day of the week, but you know your categories of the week and you want to kind of rotate through, that's another way you can do it as well. Some people don't like you know, their feed to look the same every five days or seven days. You can kind of mix them up and switch them around too. Yeah, that's a good, great idea. And so what are the most common mistakes you see people make on Instagram? So I would say one is being inconsistent because you have no plan kind of idea. So it can feel overwhelming if you have no plan, kind of what we're talking about with these categories. You have no idea what you want to post, who you're speaking to, what anything like that at all. You become inconsistent of posting and talking to your audience and you don't really know what to say or what to do. And then, you know, it kind of just falls by the wayside. So having a strategy to help promote your consistency. Another thing is they either make it all about themselves on their feeds for their business, or they never show their face. It's kind of like those people that are, it's all about me and these things, or it's never about them. So having that balance of sharing a little more of that connection piece, that side of you and who you are but also leaving space to give to them and to share with them and give insight or motivation or you know education on things. So having that balance between the two is a mistake that I see people often make. Right. So it's one extreme or the other. So, and so you, you're encouraging to, yes, show personality. You know, we want to get to know you, but in the end, it's not about you. It's what you have to offer to your audience, right? Yeah. How you're serving them. You know, yeah. what are you bringing? Once you start tracking that data, you'll see what people save and you'll kind of be able to tell how you serve them or what you gave them that they really liked. And then you can be like, oh, I should continue giving more of that. 
And then there's something else I think you and I both said was trying the same thing over and over again, and it's not working, you know, just continuing to do the same things. And that goes back to just looking at the data, reviewing it and making sure that you are making those changes or trying new things or playing with it some if you're seeing that it's not working or anything like that. But a mistake is just doing the same thing over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. And and we are creatures of habit, right? We kind of do what we do. And if that doesn't work, then well, Instagram sucks. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> it's their fault. So what feature do you think is underutilized on Instagram? Something that you say, you know what, if you haven't done this yet, please do. Yeah, using that insight tools on the business account and looking at the data. Data, data, data. Yes, tracking, tracking, tracking. And if you don't like to track, let someone else do it for you. Yes, <laughs> but use that tool. It's right there. And don't just look at the follower count as the tool of the data you look at. So many people just look at how many likes did I get? How many followers do I have? And there's so much more to it. Use it to know who you're speaking to. Like I said, what's the best time of day to post? What part of the world are you speaking to? If you suddenly see a huge part of the world that's not your country, are those bots that are following you? Or do you have a following over there? Look at who those people are and analyze that and speak to them because maybe that's going to change the time of day you post or things like that. And then, you know, we talked a little bit about reels some, but just giving that a try. Like I said, because the algorithm's rewarding this new tool, people see a sense of authenticity. People also can learn from it. You can teach things, as I'm sure you've seen, whether that's you cooking a recipe or you going on there and teaching business tools or strategies or just making it more fun and entertaining of something you did or mistakes you could often make. You know, you're just connecting with your audience. It's savable versus a story. So there's a benefit there of just trying and playing with it. And maybe your goal, because we can start small, is one a month. What a yep. great goal. You know, give it a try. Do your one, edit it. Now you kind of know the tool. You could talk about it. And if it flops, try another, maybe of a different category or give it a break for a second and then come back to it next month. Yeah, that's, a, that's right. Now, last but not least, how can we monetize Instagram content best? Or what are the most popular ways that small businesses, influencers, and anyone that really, truly wants to make some extra money. So what do you think? How do we start here? You know, if you have a little bit of a bigger following, you can do a lot of affiliate and collaboration work, right? So an affiliate is when you see those codes and long-term, you're getting, you know, monthly revenue when people use your code. Maybe you've seen people post like liquid IV ones or you know, different things like that. That's an affiliate. And a collaboration is kind of more of those one-time posts that you'll see in feed of different things that they, they get paid to, to do that for that one post. So there's a little bit different piece going on there. But you can do things like sign up for different platforms that will tell you which affiliates and collaborations are currently available. So sometimes it's hard to know and you're just cold emailing or DMing brands trying to see if they'll connect. There's actually platforms where the brands will go and post their programs or their collab deals that they need to fill. So some of these programs are you'll sign up for something called Aspire IQ and you link your Instagram account and you'll see brands, you know, like when I just applied for one of my clients was for Tide. It was this holiday Tide campaign, you know, the laundry soap. And so we put in her rate sheet, 
we link the Instagram account, they review it, and then they come back and they say yes, and they send the contract. So it's a great way that you don't feel like you're constantly cold emailing and you can know what people are actually actively looking. So Aspire IQ is one, Impact is one, Social.ix. There's, there's a bunch of these different platforms that you can sign up and look for those and find those collaborations. And oftentimes, if you hire someone to help you with this, because maybe that seems overwhelming to you, they'll do it at you know either a retainer rate or like a percentage rate where they'll just take a percentage of what you've earned, which is often really helpful for people when they're starting this because they don't want to pay for someone to help them if they don't have any income yet. And it encourages whoever they hire to get more deals. So that's kind of a great way of more of a commission base if you're doing that affiliate route. So those are just some ideas of the monetizing if you have the bigger account. And maybe you're not quite there yet. Maybe you're like, man, I don't know if my account would be something that, you know, these brands would would want me to to collaborate with. And maybe you're a little bit smaller and that's okay. Something you can do is maybe you're doing like a weekly IGTV or you have your podcast that you're doing. You can kind of say like a sponsor of the week there and use some of those referral codes you have. So um, for example, maybe you use HoneyBook or Dubsado, you know, some of these platforms we use as business owners or QuickBooks, things like that. And you can say like, this week's IGTV is brought to you by HelloFresh. Head to my link tree to use the code to you get 20% off the first box. And so you're not technically like an affiliate with this partnership, with this contract getting big things, but you're driving some of that revenue to start monetizing some of your IGTVs and things that people will hopefully start using your links. So that's a way that, you know, if you're not quite there yet with a following to get a brand to notice you, you can use the tools you already have because almost everything we sign up for has those refer a friend and you'll get, you know, $5 or 10 or whatever it is. And you can kind of start building that way a little bit too. Yeah. We often don't regret what we've done. We often regret what we've not done. So yeah, give it a try. Stop playing safe and, and go for it. I mean, I give you all permission to shine on Instagram and to get businesses and feel fulfilled in pursuing your passion and living the life of your dreams. And Geneva, you're a great example of that. Geneva and I are applauding you for being brave, courageous, and thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom about social media, about Instagram. I feel like I've learned a ton and I hope you all there listening too. Geneva, how do we stay in touch or how can we work with you? Yeah, you can reach out to me either through Instagram, Davidson Virtual Assistant. You can follow me there or send a DM if you have any questions. You can also go to my website and you can contact me there, which is also just davidsonvirtualassistant.com. So either of those places you can find me feel free to just ask about anything we chatted about today i love talking all the things just stop by and say hello this episode was produced and edited by aj mostly for kurtco media mastering by steve ricky berg thank you again to geneva davidson for joining us if you have any thoughts or questions you'd like me to answer on the show feel free to send us an audio message or text to 323-522-5006. With COVID once again on the rise, please make sure you're always wearing a mask out in public. It really will make a difference. Until next time, my friends, have a beautiful day.
from Kirkco Media. Media for your mind.